foolishness and you know the podcast where you can get all your queer and geeky news from a black gay perspective i'm nick this is victor and listen it has been a day coming (laughs) off memorial day week yeah i feel everybody didn't have anything to do so they wait until the work week to unleash the tomfoolery yeah victor how how are you doing i'm doing good you know i i just got back um i i we got away um we decided to um take a trip to vegas so we went to vegas sunday which took no time to get there it was fun we took the mega bus but let me tell y'all really quick, don't ever take the mega bus in a major city because you get every stereotype of every person you can think of on a mega bus. Uh, on our way back from the mega bus, we had Coco and Chanel. So imagine, you know, you got you got two sisters, two who happen to be black women. Um, two sisters, but they're sisters, and they both got on their hair bonnets. And they, uh-huh. and they brought their Popeye's chicken on the bus. And imagine everything you can think of. Imagine, what's her name? Regina. Was it Regina King? Uh, not Regina King. What, what? From, uh, from Poetic Justice? No, not Regina King. The other Regina. Um, she was for um, Scary Movie. Oh, uh, uh. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. No, got got these names mixed up. Damn, why is her name? Yeah. Anyway. So imagine that that scene in the movie theater when she... <laughs> that was half the bus with them singing, talking to their mama, talking to anybody who will call. For the the and you know most people have their ringers off. Not them had their ringers on, and their ringtone was. The Cupid Shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing. We moved up because it got to a point that my dumbass forget to bring my earphones. So we thought the bus ride would be just five hours because it, it, it takes about five hours to get to Vegas from L.A. So we got on at two. We didn't get home to almost midnight because of everybody was going back home for, you know, for the holiday. So we were on that bus. So right. half of that bus was listening to them. Telling us about why Golden Corral and J.C. Penney's was the <laughs> were the top stores to be going to. Told her mama that on the phone. Listen, you're not gonna try to stun on me. <laughs> Nobody St. John's Bay. I have told y'all that plenty of times. Don't do it. Don't do it. She said, "Girl, she said, mama, we mama, they got Golden Corral and J.C. Penney's," and I just bust out laughing. I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it. I tried. We moved up, and we moved up. Behind us was a grand, was a boy and his grandmama, and they were Filipino because he made sure everybody knew that. And he kept talking about things like the stars make him think of dead people, and he don't like to stay in hotels because dead people, people have died in those. Oh, no. Girl, if you don't get up off that bus and take you, you take the plane, folks, well, this was, no this was the last minute decision though so this is why we didn't take the plane because plane was a little bit expensive plus it was the holiday weekend so it's gonna be a little bit more expensive normally it'll be like maybe 45 dollars each way 
But we wasn't prepared. That's our fault. But then all of this boy talked about that to his grandmama. He said, he told his grandmama, I'm going to start dating soon. But, um, you know, women are surprised that he's gay. And I turned around. I turned around quick in that seat and gave a look. <laughs> and I said, sir. Like, if you don't sit down somewhere. I said, oh sir. He said, oh, I'm sorry. I don't talk. I said, you've been talking since we got here. I couldn't help it anymore. <laughs> and Michael started laughing. And I was like, I said, so now we're just going to either. We was going to. I, I should have drove. But that was my. I said, no, it's right. too, I didn't want to drive. It was too late to rent a car because I, I got, you know, points for renting cars so much for my job. And I was like, I could have just did that. But, um. No. So next time, no more buses. I can't. And I felt bougie. I really did. Because I was like, because when we first got on the bus, I don't know what it is about us and black people and ringtones. But it feels like there is a tear between who keeps their ringtones on and who keeps their ringtones off. And then there's still the people who have songs on their ringtones. But like, full... like they still got my space and uh, yes. my birthday. And I'm like, oh, I thought we have moved away from that. Like, I ain't gonna lie. I remember when we first, back in the early 2000s, my ringtone was um, Bossy uh, by Khalees. Of course it was. Or um, I Think About You from Petty Bell. <laughs> that was my ringtone. Of course it was. <laughs> it was. Or it was something. Oh, I can't remember what it was. It was something by, um, oh, Star, part of Star Love from uh, Cheryl Lynn. Uh, yeah, was now, she, now was it the short version or was it the long version? It was that part. You no, know, the long version, like eighty-five minutes. True, but I was trying to be cute and because you can get parts of the song, so I had parts. So I had that part where she started doing those those spells when she, you know, when she. Those yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know what she's talking about. <laughs> so I was like, that's what I had it, but you know, now I mean, I have ringtones. I have Shira ringtone. I have a Wonder Woman ringtone, but I don't use them unless. I'm somewhere where it's, you know, where I have to hear it. Or I use them more as alarms now. But, yeah, everybody using ringtones loud, everybody talking loud, you know, people wearing full-on bonnets. It was like everything you can think of that was stereotypical, ghetto, whatever, was on this bus. And so I was, like, hurt. But it was what it was. But Vegas was fun. had a good time. Um, I had I had a big drink. I didn't get drunk, though, which I was happy about that. Um, but I had a good time. Uh, we walked around. We did a lot of stuff. Um, people are very loud in Vegas. Like, you learn that people, the rooms are very, the walls are very thin. So you hear everything. So basically, everybody was just drunk and having sex all weekend. That's all we heard. <laughs> and arguing. You better get your uh, walls coated. So, yeah. So, the Phoenician will be the next place. <laughs> we were like, so we need to start looking big. And Phoenician may just have to be that. We just need to start going to Caesars or Phoenician. Or MGM. MGM is not bad. What did you say before? Um, I stayed, well, when I went to see Donnie Marie, we stayed at Hooters. Don't do that. We stayed at Harrah's, Harris this time. But it was cheap Hera. though, cause you know, cause you know, sometimes you get some like thirty dollars a night, and you get caught up in, oh, that's saving money. But then you're like, ooh, you staying next to some right? The some... rooms looking like mess. 
But no, they, they, these are nicer rooms. But now I've, I I know where I need to be. So I know there's five places I will only stay. And I will always tell people, go to the Jockey Club. That is the best kept secret in Vegas. Jockey Club. Do that one. Trip. Yep. Wait, okay. Because <laughs> I know we're planning on going back to Las Vegas next year. Mm-hmm. Next November. Yeah. And I'm not trying to stay at the Luxor. I'm trying to stay, like, maybe at the Venetian, uh, you know, some of the swankier hotels. Yeah. Try the Cosmopolitan, though, because Cos- the Cosmopolitan is another secret I was told. So. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I might have to check them prices out, because I got enough time to save up. Mm-hmm. To do a big. Ooh, should Maybe I just fly first class, because, you know. <laughs> 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 like that. I think everybody should. I've done it twice. <laughs> I love it. If I can always afford it, I would do it. But you know, the two times I did it, it's nice. You feel like you can just sit there and rest, and they give you little drinks, and you know, you have to calm yourself down. My mama was in first class, and she got drunk. So one should no, because she started talking. They said she was talking and telling stories, and her and this white woman start crying together. That's why I'm like, this is why. I, no. Oh, girl. Because <laughs> they talked about they. they... <laughs> I don't want to tell my mama business. She was doing the most. They, she always does she the, was most. Doing the most. That, that was our little gift to her, give her first class. And they said, you know, she got drunk on first class. And I was like, Lord, of course. She got drunk. Of course on... she did. She did. Well, we don't really have that much on the tea, but it's good enough because <laughs> it just feel like everything just came down crashing just throughout the weekend, as Nick said. So let's go ahead and check. <laughs> yeah, what we want to start first? Well, I don't know. Well, you know what? Let's, let's start with the light stuff. So, yes, Infinity War hit a billion. We knew that. Great. <laughs> that, that was coming down the pike. We knew that was going to happen. Good for them. Um, the other news about them is we know the next movie will be focused. Well, they just added this, but they said we knew the movie would be focused on Captain America, but they also said Black Widow too. If you want to, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna stop you, but uh, you can focus on. Don't Koi. say I didn't warn you. Yeah, you could be like a Koi. This could be also Shuri's moment, but okay. Okay, Black. Okay, Black Widow. Cap is fine too. You know, he could be changing clothes, or he could be swimming in the waters of a Wakanda. You know, something. That's fine too. He can do all that. But okay, <laughs> okay. You gonna do what you gonna do? That's right. So you know, good for them for hitting a million. I mean, a billion. We knew that that was gonna happen. But didn't you also hear about? The reactions to our favorite movie we're looking forward to, um, The Phoenix. Now, see, I know, I know you're about to say some bullshit. And girl, so I read the article, um, where was it? I, for, I forget the website. Um, and the person who had commented on it was a, he said he was at the screening mm-hmm. in February. And a lot of his information had been verified, and uh, he said it was terrible. 
like the plot didn't make sense. A certain character got killed by accident. Somehow B started loving on Gene, and he was. I'm like, what in God's green earth is this B movie ass soap opera? Like, but we knew this was gonna be a mess. Yeah, we've been there. So them these reactions i'm like well girl if you knew what you was doing in the first place then we wouldn't have we wouldn't be having this conversation yeah well the word is out that it was terrible they didn't seem you know put together and as i we've always said we've been knew this was going to happen um a part of me is like do they even want to just release it like a part of me is like why don't they just shelve it and just be like you know what we're just going to just shelve this. This can be this could be like one of those bonus. You know, you go to Walmart and you get like you see there's those DVDs. <laughs> like, oh, here's the complete collection of the X-Men, the cartoons, and also added in is the unreleased Dark Feet. Like it could be <laughs> one of those things. Cause you know Right, like a throwaway, like here. Yeah. yeah, or you know, something some of the prints used to do be like Oh, I just added this out here. You can just look at it. It'll be here for 24 hours and I'm taking it off. Like something like that. Like just do that. Uh-huh. But you know, this movie is coming out and we'll talk about this with Deadpool, but this is basically this is this should be a warning to Fox that they just don't need to go any further. Um and just to know that this is um happening right now. Um, is interesting because again we'll talk about Deadpool but to hear that this movie is already garbage and we're rolling into the con season where of course people are going to be asking questions you will hope that they will be prepared for this because this one article has already sparked conversation so if this movie uh, is trash already it's going to go into being trash until it's released and you know sadly that's what people expect already from this so it's 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 disheartening to hear, and you know again this person's sources was checked out, to be real. Um, I'm just afraid that by the time we get close to its release date, you know Rotten Tomatoes, other places are gonna already have their hands on it, and the word's gonna be out. Well, we told y'all. I mean, <laughs> I don't want, I don't know what you want me to tell you. I know. Like, I know. You had basically you had the formula right there in the comic book and you decided uh we know well instead of paprika i'm just gonna add like something else and cinnamon and raisins to make this potato salad and y'all gonna like it anyway i'm like girl you even had the cartoon what you were doing yeah and you was like no i'll make it better and this ain't better. No, you even had the cartoon. You had the cartoon. That went a different route. But you still had you had the material to do it. You had the material. And I can understand. Like I can understand you trying to not go entirely word for word from either the comic book or the cartoon. How the fuck ever? You still have to have some kind of basis. Or like a ground level mm-hmm. knowledge of this whole story, yeah. and so I've heard like in that um, article, Jessica Chastain's character doesn't even have a name. 
I'm like that. So she gonna be no name, unknown. <laughs> one with the blonde hair. Oh, like, I, I, I don't want to give this article too much room. You know what I mean? Because then again, this is who knows. But it just does the not help. Moderator was from Reddit, so yeah. It just not. It just doesn't help. And I was trying to find sources around here because I feel like that anytime that screenings are done, I feel like I, I, we will know about it because it's Los Angeles and we we will hear that it was done somewhere, you know, and I have not heard that yet. So I don't want to put too much weight on it, but I still can't help but to feel like after, you know, you think about Deadpool, you think about Venom, you just think about their track record already. You just, well, it's not, well, I'll take that back. Venom is not there. That's Sony's. But I'm just saying, just the track record so far, we just, the hope is not there. So, again, we'll wait to hear more people come out and say what they thought of this. Um, but until then, we, I, we're we just going to hold true that this is going to be a mess. Just a mess. Just a mess. So, what else do we have? Let's see. Well, after that, um, Solo. Solo, the Han Solo movie came out this weekend, and right now it's underwhelming people. Um, it's not really hitting the box office the way they hope. I think they've hit under 200000 and they want to hit over that um, to make their budget. Um, eventually it will. It just didn't probably do it this weekend, but a lot of people were just saying this was a movie they didn't ask for um, and didn't really feel that it made any sense to do this. It was a big heist movie. Um, and more people wanted more Lando than anything. Uh, that was across the board from Twitter to other podcasts to even Facebook. Lando was, Lando was more of the character they wanted more of. So I don't think we're seeing this movie to, to review it, but you know, it, it makes me wonder, you know, has Star Wars kind of overdid it with the universe or do they need to really start, Chaining up the story, like the stories that they tell, if they're going to continue this. Uh, I'll remember distinctly before the Han Solo movie was the idea that when it came out, that everybody wanted like a, a whole Landau story, yeah, like standalone. And now that it's come out. All of a sudden, the movie execs was like, well, maybe we should have went with a Landau movie. I'm like, well, we all know that these movie studios, a lot of people form Twitter for ideas, for for everything. Mm -hmm. Especially, and when I say Twitter, I mean black Twitter. <laughs> so, it just seems like we gave y'all the story. Yeah. I needed to do to be successful. And though you said, oh, I know better. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe, girl, did you? No. It just seems like paying attention to any kind of focus groups, no kind of social media attention. It just seems like, oh, and that's the way we've always done things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just... You know, it, it's sad because this movie could have been fun, but I have also heard that the one black female character, Val, which played by the great Tandy Newton, um, was done wrong. And so that turned off a lot of viewers. And so after I heard about that, I was like, I wasn't really interested because I was only going to go see this movie because of her and um, 
was at um, Landau in the first place. I was going to go see it for them because I'm not really a huge Star Wars person. Um, but I was going to go see it anyway just for those two characters. And after what I heard, what I heard, I was like, I'm good. I don't, I don't need to waste any more money. I wasted money on Deadpool, so I didn't need to go do any more oh. on that. Yes, yep. I'm already telling you how I feel. But, you know, if they do any more Star Wars movies, which they are, they need to kind of focus more on diverse characters. I think that's, that's just a draw, and it just needs to be the thing. And, and when I mean diverse characters, we cannot do any more brunette white women. We can kind of go other routes. It's a huge universe to play with. Time to change it up. Please change it up. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to keep moving along. Anything happened on Drag Race? Uh, let's see. So the girls were given the challenge of doing somebody else's, getting somebody else in drag, and they're having a family resemblance. They big uh, social media people that I have never heard of. Uh, they had to make a uh, Tyler Oakley, uh, Chester, uh, Chester C, yeah. Kingsley, uh, Raymond, Frankie Grande, and uh, oh, Anthony, and uh, one of the straight guys. Yeah. Um, overall, it was an okay um, episode. I feel that at this point, if you're going to be on Drag Race, you should know how to do somebody else's makeup, and you should also know how to do somebody else's makeup if they're a different ethnicity. Because hmm. sometimes, uh, going back to season six, where, uh, what's her name? Uh, Fox, I forgot her name. Mm-hmm. She did uh, makeup, and he looked like a gremlin. <laughs> like, he looked ashy. It was just a mess. Um, and I saw that Eureka was trying to be shady. And I was like, oh, yeah, I paired Aquaria up with Kingsley because I wanted her to give her a challenge. And then she said some crazy-ass saying, like, uh, Ruth said, if you're not here to play the game and strategize, then you're setting yourself up to failure. And I'm like, no, Rue didn't actually say that. He just said to Aquaria that given the parts out that everybody wanted wasn't a good strategy. Mm-hmm. So flip it to something else. It's like, you know what? I can't trust you. I don't like you, uh, Eureka. I've never been all the way going back to season nine because I thought you were loud. I thought you were all about me. See me because what I'm doing matters. And if you don't, I'm like, girl, I have other reasons to not like you. Yeah. So that was it. The uh, um, the lip sync, I thought that in the bottom two, it should have been Aquaria and Cameron, and Cameron should have been sent home. Yeah. I only feel like they're sending their Cameron is here now because she looks good, both in and out of drag. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a fan of her drag, don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, girl, if you're still this one note, you got to get up out of here. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard a lot of people say that about Cameron, that that's one of the reasons why Cameron's still there. And, you know, I get Cameron is a looker, but you don't go, you're not going to see Cameron no. as both. You're going to see Cameron as 
it's it's Cameron on drag, so. Yeah. Hmm. It's just like, girl, I I mean, I pay dollars to see you. Yeah. But competition, I don't get anything that we've not already seen. Yeah. You know, I'm just, okay, girl, what's next? And let's get to, so Rue had always uh, got on Monet about her pussycat wig. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know, pussycat wigs are a little short wig that you can throw on, yeah. do a little a teasing, and it hit the door. Yeah. Now she was irritated that Monet would always wear these on runway. Now, during the uh, main challenge, during the runway, Eureka put on her signature look yeah. of Frankie too. Yeah. Now, if I were the judges then I would say Eureka don't do the, the this them allowing them allowing her to get away with doing a, yet another loaf is for her up to either the top three or the win. Like if you're gonna critique everybody, it has to be the same across the board. Done mm. this in an unedited uh version or or some unclipped versions. However, it reads across as you are pandering to her and her uh, drag. Yeah. And making her have a pathway to the top three. And that's not fair. Yeah. And people were um, bitching and moaning to Eureka about her doing the same hair. Which I can get why they were, but it was up to the judges to say, don't do this hair again. But, you know, it's whatever. Yeah. I already, according to my sources, she's already in the top three and she's probably going to win. So I'm kind of mentally checked out yeah. of this season. So I was like, girl, whatever. Yeah. Get your crown. Yeah, I think I said this last week. Uh, I think I said this last week. A lot of people are like ready for this season to be over. It's been too much. <laughs> I think they, folks get up to a certain level like during the season once it becomes obvious that the judges are kind of rooting for a specific queen Mm -hmm. then the show does not become fun anymore yeah yeah it just feels like everybody is going through the motions yeah and that's what they need to get more like how you know america's top model was because you really didn't know who they were going to pick you just really didn't know (laughs) because one week you think it's this girl and then Poop, she's right. going home. So, you know, I feel like whoever was doing, well, they still doing the show. But, you know, when Tara and all them were doing stuff, they they was good at making you feel like, okay, I really don't know who's going to really make it. Because who I thought was going to make it was snatched out quick or whatever. So, right. yeah. Come on. Uh, you got to change it up. Or we want The good panel when they had Jay. Oh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just, about, I'm just thinking about the whole panel. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, uh, Janice Dickinson, uh, uh, Jay, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, what is it, Nigel Barker. Yeah. You know, that, was that panel. Days. Yeah, that was the good old days. Even with Janice, crazy stuff. And when Tyra still had that red, Janice <laughs> and her messy self. <laughs> yes. 
Oh, goodness, Drag Race. Uh, let's see. Well, let's just go ahead and get into it. So, you know, a lot came down today. Um, little pieces. Andrew Lincoln is leaving The Walking Dead. And that He announced that today. That is trending. Still trending. Um, I think he's leaving season nine. I think we are. I feel like we've been. Oh, I don't know what season this is. How many times can you keep running from dead folks? I don't know. But this that's ending. So he's leaving the show, which they can still go on without him. It can actually be um, other characters who take the lead. Um, so we'll see. And then also just came out that Spawn. If y'all remember Spawn, that good old weird comic from the 90s. They actually had black characters in the lead, which was actually a good thing. It had a good run as HBO cartoon um, is coming uh-huh. back. Jamie Foxx is he's gonna star as Spawn. I, you know, I'm open to it. Spawn's been gone a long time to where you have to kind of reacquaint yourself with it. Uh, you know, either way, <laughs> the first movie I did. I'm not a big fan of Jamie Foxx at all. True. The first movie I did fall asleep in when when they did the movie like way back in the nineties and I fell asleep in the theater. Now I don't know what was going on with me, but I fell asleep. So I missed most of it. But I did watch the cartoon on HBO and I enjoyed the cartoon. Yeah, I heard the cartoon was really good. Yeah. But we'll we'll see that. But the the last thing we'll probably end on is Miss Roseanne. <laughs> so Roseanne Barr, as y'all know, uh, is tacky and trash, but she's been, you know, they gave her a little show back. They gave her a show back again. She's had one good week of ratings. And then, you know, Trump went up there and bragged about, like, look at all these people watched the show for the first week. And, um, you know, but she's also been on Twitter, you know, saying all types of nasty things, racist stuff, going after anybody and everybody. Told um, Chelsea Clinton that she was married to a, a, Sor- a Soros. So he was George Soros, who she claimed that was a Nazi, which he's not. He is a Nazi survivor. Uh, he went through a lot of that stuff um, way back in the day. He survived that because he's Jewish. But apparently she said that he was a Nazi. But she also said that um, Chelsea was married to one of his grandkids and Chelsea kindly went up and told her no ma'am I'm not married to him I'm sure he has a nice family but I'm married to someone else um also she's been calling people names she's been after Obama before she also took pictures you know baking cookies in a Nazi outfit as Hitler um but recently she went after um Valerie Jarris I'm saying her last name wrong um she used to work for the Obama administration went after her and said that she was um her parents was either it was an ape and somebody who was Muslim. Um, tweeted that out there. I don't know why. Um, and next thing you know, Twitter went after her. Let me rephrase that. Black Twitter went after her. Called her all types of names. So Twitter. Yeah, so basically Twitter. We we own Twitter if you didn't know. <laughs> and um, it went from, I apologize, I'm leaving Twitter. A few hours later, we jumped into it. A few hours later. They announced that we're canceling her show. <laughs> and um, they have a, a black president, a black female president, who basically said in her, in her release was a quick sentence of, this was a mess. We're canceling the show. That's basically all it said. Like, we're canceling the show. There was no big explanation. Uh-huh. Canceling the show. But then to make it sweeter, a couple of hours. Everything happened within a couple of hours of each other. A couple of hours later, everybody else announced that whoever was carrying her show in syndication, they're dropping those episodes. 
Now, mind you, that when when Cosby was going through this, when Cosby was going through this, now certain places they dropped it, but then certain places were still playing Cosby Show. But now they just said, no, no, bitches, we're dropping everything. There are no replays. There are no nowhere. They have dropped everything. So, yeah. so uh, TV Land dropped a rerun. CMT, CMT is her main demographic. I'm about to say well, that was a shocking to see that when I was like CMT. <laughs> like CMT dropped you, uh, Brex. Uh, was it Bryhart or I forget, I'm pronouncing it wrong? They weren't even supporting her. Yeah. Like at some point, let me, let me go back. You have a right to say what anything you want to say. Yes. Now, that right does not absolve you from those those consequences. Yeah. So, if you can say that, oh, all black people look like apes, you you have that right to say that. Now, you also have to be prepared to take those consequences if a black person beats the shit out of you. <laughs> So you can't say that, oh, ABC releasing the show is a violation of First Amendment. I'm like, no, it's not because she is contracted with ABC. A contract is not under the same as the First Amendment. Yeah. And let me go further that ABC was dead wrong for letting this shit go out. As long as it did. Yeah. Because truth be told, quiet as it kept, she shouldn't have been uh, given a reboot anyway yeah. with her racist uh, tweets and doing all this other type of shenanigans. And all you people defended her saying, oh, it was an insensitive joke. No, that was racist. An insensitive joke talking about, I don't know, like fat people or something. That's insensitive. You telling somebody that, uh, specifically, Specifically, a black person that they look like an ape is racist. Yeah. And to all the other people, let me go a step further. To all you other uh, people, because I had got into it recently, very recently, on Facebook with a, a, a young person saying that, oh, Hollywood is full of bullshit and whatnot, and saying that... Um, I was a racist because I said white people stay on some bullshit. I'm like, girl, we could talk about racism if you want to. <laughs> we could talk about the power structure in racism and how it's uh, systematically set up that black people are at a constant disadvantage. We could talk about that, mm-hmm. but I know you sleep. Yeah. So I'm just let you head. You should have sat over there and ate your food. Yeah. And minded your business. That's and. True. I'm just, you, in this day and age, you get to say things like that and get away with it. Now, I'm going to also go out and say that RuPaul needs to be held accountable for her actions and her what she says about trans folks. Yeah. Now, if that means that the show, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race, doesn't go on for another season, then so be it. Mm-hmm. And we have already said our stance on the show, on this podcast. Yeah. Yes, and you know, Rue has been held accountable, you know, for these statements, the whole she-male situation, everything, and Rue did not handle that well at all. But, um, yes, has been 
has been dragged and maybe continue drag if if he doesn't get his heck together with these situations. But what Roseanne did was disturbingly so. It, I mean, you think about it. This is the same company that when Jamila, uh, I forgot her, Hill was saying things, she was suspended. She was suspended for saying that Trump was a, was a racist and a white supremacist. She was suspended for that. So this is perfect for what happened to Roseanne. Roseanne Let's make sure, like, ABC, Disney owns ABC, mm-hmm. and under that umbrella, ESPN falls under. Mm-hmm. And they and they and they so suspended Jamila. Not... Yep. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that no, they suspended her for that, and and uh-huh. so therefore we need to remember that as you sit here and, and, and cry about Roseanne, these were the same people who was cheering about her being suspended. It's just, it's trash all around. Yeah. And what really sucks is the people that, for example, I don't know, the craft services, the key grip, you know, the people that really can't say anything because mm-hmm. they have a job to do and if they don't have and if they their job is somewhat canceled or gone then they can't provide for their family yeah those people lose yeah you know Roseanne is gonna be okay yeah she's probably gonna get a, a buyout on her contract or what's left or whatever yeah but the other people like the regular old ordinary folks the little people have to suffer because she's doing a uh, dumbass shit. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this this was a you know it does it does suck for the ones who were doing behind the scenes work, and those who were, you know, using who needed this job. Um, but at the same time, this is a message that needs to be sent out that you just can't get up here, and act a fool and not expect consequences. And that's what happened. And so, you know. Roseanne, I can care less what happens to you, but I'm glad you are the cautionary tale to kind of maybe, maybe get other people to be like, okay, we might even go slow our roll if we get up here and try to be racist and ridiculous. Um, we, may, we saw what happened because we saw that she was snatched quick. This was done not after a day. <laughs> this was done within mere hours. Uh, and so, uh-huh. so I, I, so I said that this happened within three hours of everything that went down. So I'm just saying that um, I'm glad it happened. I'm surprised Trump hasn't said anything yet. But then we have to wait to tomorrow morning because you know he's gonna get up mad. He hasn't had his McDonald's yet, and he's gonna say something stupid about why they did that to her. But it's right. fascinating that this ha- this has happened because this is also uh, you know some of the you know conservatives they try to bring up things on Bill Maher. They try to bring up other things that people have said, um, saying something about like how they haven't suspended. Um, certain basketball players for calling Trump a racist. I'm like, y'all can't, you can't, it's not the same thing. Some of the, yes. Some of these things are not the same thing. No. So you can just stop right there. But yeah, it's fascinating to see. And people. Go ahead. One more thing. Like, people are saying, oh, Roseanne out of here, but we can't get Trump out of here. I'm like, there are certain checks and balances in our government that, prevent us from doing that yeah you know that's why we have the special prosecution going on that's why we have all these lawsuits going on you know we just can't say okay trump you got to go and then he'll leave you know that's just not gonna happen sure so i need y'all to stop with that bullshit too 
not that simple getting him out of office versus getting a TV show. Yeah. No, a TV show does not run our country. And if you want him out of office, and if you want him out of office, y'all need to show your asses up because it still hurts to know that a lot of y'all did not show up. Granted, some of that has to do with voter ID and what have you. But a lot of y'all did not show up. So if you want to talk about getting him out, y'all need to show up in 2020. <laughs> That's just the basic. Show up in truth. 2018. You need to show up in yeah. November. Yeah, show up now. So we get the balls. Because if you get the right people in now, we can take his power away. Hell, they can start impeaching him as soon as they... <laughs> that will be funny, too. They'd be like, oh, we won. And then, you know, <laughs> December 1st. All right, here's the... Next day. Yeah. Here is, you know, Maxine Waters walking up. I have the impeachment papers <laughs> doing her announcement. Like, bitch, get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even need to hear it. Oh, Lord, so much. Um, but to end our tea, um, it's kind of a sad note, but kind of hopeful. Um, over the weekend, we heard about a young Latinx, Latinx couple that was attacked um, stabbed by some white male in Denver, of all places. Denver is supposed to be kind of a safe space for us, but apparently this went down um, not too long ago. This happened on Saturday night. Um, so um, Christopher Hazar and um, Gabriel Roman went out um, Saturday night. They were holding hands, just a simple act of holding hands, and then some white guy ran by them, called them, called them effing faggots, and then stabbed him. Um, stabbed uh, one of them in the neck. Right. Stabbed him in different spots. Um, and you know, n- thankfully for some passerby, passersby, they saw them and got them help what they needed and what have you. Um, according to um, the hospital report, Roman received thir- thirty internal stitches and fifty-two stitches on his hand. Um, and right now they, um, I think. Roman is still in the hospital. Um, Christopher's husband is there, or his boyfriend is with him. Um, they have also have a GoFundMe page that has raised over $5,000. The goal was 5000 They raised over 6000 So that's a good thing. Um, the sad thing is, you know, they were just holding hands. They wasn't even doing anything outrageous. And they did not deserve this to happen. But, you know, our hearts go out to them. And hopefully, um, Gabriel... Gabriel will, will, you know, heal and, you know, hope they, and Chris, I think Christopher said that they, they're not shaken up. They won't be defined by this and they're not completely shaken up by this. But um, I just hope that this doesn't really, you know, hold a long term effect on them to where they, they don't feel like they can ever be loving towards each other in public. I hope that doesn't change that for them. So that was just really sad to hear. It was, and. I know as soon as June hits, you yeah. straight motherfuckers are gonna be saying, "Oh, well, why do we need a Pride Month? This is why we need Pride Month because y'all asses don't know how to fucking act." Yeah, yeah, but I did appreciate that Christopher made sure that everybody knew this was a white male who did this. He made that very clear. It was a white male, and you think about these type of stories, we don't. You know, the press will keep it if it's a white person. We will never know till like, what, a few days later versus if it was someone of color, we'll know within the hour. But they made sure that everybody knows this was a white person who did this. 
And so, you know, everybody be safe because as Nick just mentioned, you know, Pride Month is coming and, and we also know that sometimes a lot of these things happen around Pride Month. So please be careful, be aware. And, you know, I'm glad that this couple is getting the help and the respect that they deserve. And, you know, hopefully they can move on from this. So we send in our support their way. Very much so. All right. Well, that wraps up this tea discussion. We're going to take a break, but we're about to get into King Size Issue and we're going to talk about Deadpool. <laughs> and we are back with another uh, episode. I hope you're enjoying this. And we're going to get into Deadpool. And there are going to be spoilers up and through. So if you haven't seen it, I, I would suggest you press pause. Go to the theater. See it. Then come back. We're about to bust this movie wide open. Mm. So let's... Uh, where do we start? Where do we start? Hmm. Let's get into the overall... How did you feel overall of the movie? I think it was too much. It was They were trying to do too much. It was a cake full of different frosting, sprinkles, and marble, and, you know, cake feeling. It was just everything. Too much. To a point that all the jokes took me out. You know, and so I was just like, uh-huh. and like I'm like, am I watching a stand up comedy show? Am I watching? It just got to a point. Where I was like, this is not. It was too cocky. It got too cocky, cocky, and it was like, okay. I'm. I was done. I was done halfway through. I was like, okay, we all these jokes. It was too much to where I didn't even know where the story was or even care about the story. So overall, I just thought this was, this was kind of a fail for me. For me, I thought it was pretty much meh. The action was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew some of the jokes would be good. Not all of them. Definitely not all of them. Yeah. I knew I would appreciate the uh, the cameos and the different X-Men that were in it. However, I just felt like it was probably said it was overdone. Mm-hmm. You know how you get like a steak and you wanted it like I don't know medium, medium rare. Yeah. Black as hell. Yeah. That's what Deadpool. It was like you didn't need to try that hard. Yeah. I know you wanted to hit it out to the ballpark, but sometimes less is more. Yeah, you're right. It was like that. It was like you know you go to Outback and they'd be like, you could add this garlic butter. You could add this garlic butter. The the blue cheese the garlic seasoning like I was like it was just too much it felt like that you're right it was like the type of steak that has all that mess and red potatoes everything you can think of it was just like okay okay it was mm-hmm. um so let's let's get into the things that we did like about it okay and I'll start um I like the musical juxtaposition okay like you have this big action sequence going on and then you have this frolicky sad love song i like that and that's a part that's one of the things that the movie does really well yeah better than suicide Uh, squad did because they try to do the same thing remember and it just felt so yes okay uh 
What I, about you? I mm, okay. Domino. Domino was the shining grace. Because I felt like this is the type yes. of Domino I can get into. In fact, I could have had a whole movie of Domino. And I would have been great with that. Because I was like, this is Domino. And I like the confidence. I like the way Zazie did this. I was really, I was into Domino. Like, that was the great part about the movie for me. Uh-huh. thought that Zazie played her very well. Yeah. She didn't overplay it. She kind of... It almost felt like... A, knew who Domino was and she pulled basically who she was as the person and put her into the Domino. It just felt like she just fit that character on like a glove. Yeah. It was funny. That one it was one scene when she was in the taxi. She's like, You're doing great. (laughs) Like that was like that was I did like that. (laughs) I was like, that's cute. (laughs) You're doing great. But yeah, I, I, and I, think, I um, yeah, I go back with what you were saying. Some of the jokes did work, but after a while, it was just too many of them. To where he was like, okay, you could, we we cannot do a joke here. Right. I thought that Josh Brolin played Cable better than I thought he was going to play him. Yes. I, I was agree. like, oh, he's not tall enough. He's not big enough. And they make but a joke about that though. He it played is- him. Like you would. Yeah, yeah they did. <laughs> and so I so appreciate I thought, that. I thought Josh did an excellent job. Yeah. He did. I mean, he was fine. I, I was, and he was also fine. I, I was, I was, I was kind of crushing on him a little bit. Like, hey, he is looking really good as, you know, this worn, torn man. But I didn't like his story. It just felt kind of weak compared to the cable that a lot of us know. And I felt like, okay, like this is the reason why you came back. Like, this is not about. I I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It, it's like this is not the reason. Like you came back. I mean, yeah, you lost your family, but I feel like Cable will come back when the world was at stake, and it really wasn't. You know, I'm like, this was a man who did. That's the casualty of war: losing your family. Like you think about the uh, Terminator. Like Reese and his fine ass came back because. The whole world was at a, it was destroyed because of this. This dude, Firefist, <laughs> had it wasn't just the world was already destroyed. Firefist didn't have anything to do with that. So I'm like, okay, so we're coming, we're doing all this to, mm. so you're risking time and space. Let's talk about that. that. Yeah. That his cable story didn't make sense to me. Yeah. Because. Cable doesn't cable come from a timeline where apocalypse yes. is running the shit. Yeah, he came from that time because of what apocalypse did. He was a victim apocalypse. If you think about it, well, right. yes and no. He was a victim of yeah, he was basically a victim apocalypse. I take that back. He was. And so it goes into the whole strife thing, the whole cloning of him to become strife and it has a lot to do with apocalypse and he felt like I needed to go back because of apocalypse. This was all about my family got killed by this man. I got to go back. <laughs> a house that looks that Lincoln um, car commercial. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hold on. Like, it doesn't make sense for Cable to be living this, I don't know, Silicon Valley ass life. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's gone. I, I didn't, I didn't get that. And that kind of, 
Yeah, like I wish it would have been like, okay, so this kid is like, they went back because of this cool kid or something, or something that, you know, if maybe was affecting the X-Men, they didn't know that this kid would come out to be the one who who signed off on the new Sentinel program or something like that to where it's like, oh, there were the newer Sentinels or this was an, another situation that destroyed this particular timeline. Because it, it, it didn't have to be the Apocalypse timeline. It could have been another version of the timeline that they didn't hit. And so therefore, they could have been like, well, this kid is responsible for making or creating the new Sentinels by mistake. And so he's going back to kill the kid because of that. But this kid is cool to Deadpool and him, so they try and protect him. But I didn't, Fire Fist to me was like the weakest of characters. And then for them to put in Joggernaut, I was like, mm, okay. I was like, I... Oh, um, I, I didn't mind Juggernaut's appearance. Mm-hmm. I was happy with that. Okay. Um, And I think that Ryan Reynolds did Juggernaut's voice too. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, um, I, it was a welcome surprise for me. Mm-hmm. And moving on to that, like, I did like a lot of the cameos. Mm-hmm. Apparently, um, Matt Damon was in the movie. Hmm. He was uh, one of the older, before, when Cable initially got to our time or their time. Yeah. He was one of the drunk guys or one of the rednecks. Oh, I have to go back to well. Um, I think that makes sense. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the a cameo with the the other X Men. Yeah, that was funny, but and I was like, okay. But I wanted to look closely because it apparently they had diff- they had on their costumes, so I wanted to see what the costumes looked like. But it was really quick. Um, but that was cute. Right. Um, I did like I did like the fact that Nanasonic um teenage warhead or whatever, give you her name wrong um had a girlfriend but it, yeah that ex, but i didn't like the i feel like her girlfriend was kind of stereotype a little bit um cause they love putting asian girls in purple hair i don't know what that is that's like something that i've noticed there's a theme with I, I know what you're but i feel like she was kind of reduced to like hi and that was it i'm like mm, just a little bit more but um, and I like that they did address like every time we do this there's only a certain amount of X-Men in the house but I was thinking that's where you could actually introduce other X-Men that we don't see often they could have done that um, but yeah I, I I did like a little bit of that but I, but when we get into what we don't like I have a lot <laughs> at the end when he was basically cleaning up the timeline where he shot himself uh, at the Wolverine. Yeah. And I read somewhere that they, um, Hugh Jackman didn't come in for another cut. Yeah. He They just cut that scene from another movie. Yeah. Um, I like where he was killing himself with a Green Lantern because Lord knows that yeah. movie was a crock of shit. Yeah, I'm always curious how they how did they get away with a lot of that. They reference a lot of different movies and everything. I'm like, how did y'all get away with doing that? How did DC let y'all do that without feeling a certain type of way? I don't know. Favors or something because it it they Red Lantern, uh, DC, The Dark Knight. When he said I I was Batman, mm-hmm. uh, um. 
of heavy movie comic book uh, movie references. Yeah. Which was, you know, it's their shtick. Yeah. To do that. Yeah. So I'm not going to fault them to do for that. Well, that's true. That's very true. I. I, that wasn't the I, I I just that wasn't the jokes that got to me. It was just like it was just so many. You know, it was like okay, 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 okay. Um, but yeah, the story just didn't come together right. because I was thinking Fire Fist is not that type of villain to get that deep. And I it was interesting. I I was interested in the fact they were at the Essex house, which meant that was Mister Sinister. But here we go again. We keep referencing him. And he is nowhere to be found. Like he was supposed to be in, didn't he? He's supposed to be in. Was it the other? The. I can't remember what I can't remember what it was because it was like it was referenced at the end. I can't remember where it was the X Men movie or the Wolverine one. But he was supposed to be in one of them. It was supposed to be Wolverine. It was supposed to be in the last one. His ass had already been on the uh, screen. But basically, yeah. That's what we saying. And so they keep referencing Essex, but we have not seen him yet. So I wish they quit teasing that. But I don't know if they even know what to do with him. But you know what? You don't have to worry about that because let let Disney handle that. Let them handle. You know, I, I feel like that maybe that's uh, somebody said that could be a, a a quick message that they probably going to use him more versus Magneto. So who knows. We'll see. So what did what, um, what do you have? It was anything that you didn't like, or you still have more likes to yours? Oh no, we can go move on, <laughs> at, move on towards what I didn't like because there's a lot. Yeah, I I would say I did not like the way they did X Force. Let's talk about that because I have very strong feelings about this. <laughs> And not just because my boo. I was about in to there. say, are we having a biased moment? No, I felt like they hyped it up about X Force, and then they all got killed. And then when he went back in time, I think he only saved the one guy. And someone said he saved the white I don't guy. Think he saved anybody? No, did he not save the the non-powered guy? He went back in time. He Jim said, or what? The white guy. Yeah, and somebody mentioned it. Say he went back and saved the white guy, but everybody else died. Uh, watch whiteness work. Well, that one, the other I, white guy, the it, the Pennywise died though, because Pennywise was in that. Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. So the guy who played Pennywise in the new It was the one who kept who would throw up. Oh, Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Yeah, so why bring on all? I'm all okay for uh, Okie Doke mm-hmm. if it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, but you bring all these people in Terry Crews, Louis Tan, Alexander. Hell, uh, the invisible guy was Matt Damon. <laughs> so it's like you bring all these people in and then, like, you just don't use them. Louis Tan is a a martial artist. I would have loved to see Terry Crews Bedlam in action. Yeah. Now, hopefully, by if they do another X Force or whatever, 
that they can somehow reverse time and bring them back. Mm-hmm. But it's just it would just seem like a waste of characters and yeah. a waste of time to hype it up that we're gonna see all these people in action and then there's no action. Yeah. It's just them dying horribly yeah. and horrifically. Yeah, I was sitting there like, wait. I was sitting there like, no, this is not happening. This is a joke. I kept saying, like, this is a joke. Because they're going to be back. They have to go into this place. And I was like, no, they're, they're actually dead. I was sitting there like, then what? I was sitting there like, what? Uh, okay. <laughs> As I was like, okay. That's when, I, that's when I started checking out right there. That was like, I, I, checked, I started checking out after that. Uh-huh. So another thing that I didn't like was the queer baiting. So we know mm-hmm. that Deadpool is on the spectrum. Yeah. We know, I think that either uh, Shatterstar was supposed to be on the spectrum too. Yeah, he's supposed to. He, he and is we queer. Saw, he, <sighs> and we know that there was uh, Negasonic and... Uh, Yukio, and where they're queer. Yeah. As far as their representation, I liked it. Yeah. Everybody else was just like, okay, we please don't do this stereotypical straight bullshit with us. Yeah. You know, it just seems like it is beyond juvenile. This, oh, the dick jokes, oh, the gay jokes, like it. Feel that Deadpool was rep- fit into the quick spectrum. It felt like it was a straight guy playing a queer guy that, but was actually straight. If that makes any sense. Yeah, like I was thinking, it could have been a joke. Like when he was interviewing Shadowstar, he could have said something that like you're very handsome, and he could say, "Oh, he was like you are too," or something like that to be like play on it. You, you, you'd have to give us so much, but you could have played on it to like, kind of remind the audience, like, you know, well, he is queer and Deadpool's kind of queer too. Like, something like that. Something simple. But it could have gave us something. Somebody needed to suck a dick or something. Oh. Shit. Well, honey, you're looking into... <laughs> like, um, I'm sorry. You're looking at Sean Cody there. Which I wouldn't, you know... You know, Lewis... Well, <laughs> anyway, that's we just keep our fantasies for us. So the, the thing is... It, reduce, don't reduce my man to that. He's better than that. <laughs> but it's just, it's just that this could have been done. Oh, I, I didn't like the way they did X-Force. It was like, why waste the time and the effort? Why hire them if, if this was going to be done with them? Um, I did like the fact they did throw right. in Black Tom Cassidy. I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But I was like, okay, but they didn't Black really... Black Tom Cassidy was fine. Well, yeah, he was kind of fine now. Um, but I was like, yeah, you brought him in. He really didn't do anything. I feel like that you... Do what Marvel does when they do bring in people like when they brought in Crossbones, he died in the first you know fifteen minutes of uh, Civil War, but we knew he had a backstory in Winter Soldier. You know what I mean? Like there was something about these characters. They when they bring in people, it's they use them to their abilities, and then they may kill them off. Like the you know the the collector from the Guardians of the Galaxy all the way up to. Um, Infinity War we knew about the collector you know and so do that or even in Infinity War when they brought in the big dwarf we knew what the what he was all about even though it was brief 
they could have done something with this and they just did not do it. I just, I just feel like this movie was just too much. It was like they were trying to do too much. Um, Vanessa dying was not a big deal because in the comics she was supposed to be dead anyway. If y'all didn't know this, in the comics she's, she masqueraded her, she was, she has powers, Shakespeare's powers, and she acted as Domino for over a year. And Domino was captured for over a year. So that's, you know, she could come back, you know, she is a shapeshifter, but they didn't really introduce that in in this movie, but it's just interesting. I thought she was just wasted. Yeah, I was like, why? We could have moved on from that. It could have been more focused on, I don't know. It was just a lot with this movie that just didn't come together for me. Um, I had more She dislikes. was like integral. I'm going back to Deadpool's girlfriend. Yeah. She was integral to the story in the first one. So just to write her off as a stereotypical love interest was just tired to me. Yeah, and she dies. It was like that stereotypical, like, yeah, she dies, and now he's mad at the world and that type of stuff. It That's what I'm saying. It didn't come together. All that with her did not come together either. I just felt like that they should have just focused uh-huh. on... It could have been like a mission about protecting this particular person because Cable's coming back. And she could have been like alive, you know, like it could have left that part, you know, that she's alive, but focus more on him. And then he has to get a team together to go after this group. The villain could have been somebody who's actually tooling the boy to be something more. You know what I mean? Like it could have been somebody, it could have been Sinister. Yeah, there was no villain. There was no villain. No, it really wasn't. And it could have been neat it because, was like, it, oh. yeah. Because if it was sinister, it could have been like, oh, this is Cable. Cable's very important to me. Why? You know, because you think about it, Cable exists because of Sinister. Uh-huh. So they could have brought him in there. could have been like, the reason why you were born, Nathan, is because <laughs> Sinister felt like, I want to I wanna have a prodigy kid. And so, yeah, he... That's a whole bigger story. If you all know if you noticed, if you noticed the prior ice cream truck, um, I was like, yeah, that's, I was like, that's cute because Pryor is basically that's Cable's mom, Madeline Pryor. So I was like, oh, that's cute. If people got it, but I was like, eh, yeah, it could have been something where they could have found out something where you had a villain that tied in everybody in a different way, but the villain is actually bigger than Fire Fist. I. I, I can't put my thoughts together because this movie was just too crazy for me to be like I was, I was sitting there in the theater like what? what am I doing? there was a lot it felt like the movie had a lot of good ideas they just relied on Deadpool to cover to carry the whole movie and it, it like you characters so why not rely on them? Why put them in if you're just going to go back to the main character? Yeah. You know, if that was the case, then don't even introduce anybody else. Mm-hmm. Just make it a solo mission type movie mm-hmm. and then be done with it. But no, you added all these characters and then you got to the point where you're like, oh, they're not needed. Yeah. So I don't know if that was them also giving the FU to X-Men movies in general. But it just, I don't know. It 
it was very underwhelming for me. Same here. Like, I felt like it would have been nice if Cable came back with X-Force. You know what I mean? And then here's here he is. Deadpool, like, wow, okay, yeah, you got a team together. What we go, what's happening? Who, what are we going after? This kid, but we also going after this organization, which we find out that there's sinister involved. Like, make it a reason why we have all this big stuff going on, to where we can believe in it. Versus you just wasted big stuff, and the the ending was not even worth it. I feel like for y'all to fight Firefist and and Juggernaut, they gave you that much of a fight I'm sitting here like that's not how you know in the cartoon that would have been over within the first 10 minutes <laughs> like it should have been dragged out right. this long with the, a commercial break I know these two are not the characters that that needs a whole team to take them down maybe Joggernaut because Joggernaut is a tough fighter and I get that right. did you notice that he was still alive yeah he would be because of that the way, like, oh. yeah because of that oh, yeah, suit basically and that gem that he had, well, that, that magic of that gem, that's one of the reasons. But I get that. I just felt like there was just so much more they could have done with this, and they just didn't do it. I did hear that there may not be a third one because I don't think Ryan wants to do a third one. Uh, but I also think that there's no yeah, need. Yeah, I don't think he wants to make it. Yeah. And that's good because you're going over to, to Disney. I don't think they even want to be bothered. So it's just like that works fine. But I just felt like this movie, the potential, that's what, that's what hurts. That's why it hurts talking about it right now. The potential was wasted. It was wasted. Ugh. If anything, give Domino her own movie. I just, y'all wasted people. And I'm like, well... Girl, you that I'm very underwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I'll say that again. I'm very, very underwhelmed. Yeah. And my man didn't deserve that. Yeah, he didn't because he did die. No. <laughs> I was like, how does he? Okay, I was like, okay. Well, he has green blood, so that was interesting. But yeah, I felt bad for Lewis. I'm like, this is not fair, but just dying and stuff. But he's all. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen Into the Badlands yet. Yeah, he's he's doing the most in that in a good way. But yeah, I was like, no, he can't die at Shadowstar. And I well, saw a lot of people on Tumblr are pissed about that because you know, you know, Shadowstar is special for a lot of people, and they were not happy. And that's why I think they went wrong. They were killing off Bedlam. I can understand because Bedlam is not like a huge character. Shadowstar is a huge character in so many different ways. So to kill him off like that was like. That that really pissed off a lot of people. Mm. Well, do we have anything else to say about the movie? No, I mean no. <laughs> to be honest with you, no. I think it's potential was wasted. That's how I'll leave it. It was. Well, that does bring it into our show. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Victor's at Wonderman5. The podcast is also on Twitter at MegashingPod. You can go to our website, MegashingPod.com. Supposed to be getting some new articles up there very soon. You can like, 
rate, subscribe to the podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Follow us on Facebook at Megashine Pod, Instagram, Megashine Pod. <laughs> um, let's see. We got a lot of stuff or trying to get a lot of stuff uh together for and together for June for Pride Month. So mm-hmm. look out for all new episodes with uh some special guests. Let's see. Anything else before we get up out of here? Just a quick announcement. Um, I will have a panel at Comic-Con. It just got released. So, yes, I will have a a panel this year at Comic-Con. I'm so excited. It will be about black and queer stuff in comics, so look out for that. Um, So, yeah, I just wanted to announce that. I can't tell you. We're not allowed to tell you when it's going to happen. But I can announce that, yes, I have a panel. So I'm very excited to say. Yes, very excited. Awesome. I ain't got shit coming on, so don't ask. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. Well, I guess that's it for us. We'll be back next week. Um, That'll be Pride Month next week. Well, actually, in two days. But we'll be ready for it starting next week. Yes. 